Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Survey Says podcast. Today is a little different. I am normally joined with my cheery and positive co-host, Ryan Salo, but today is exceptionally exciting because we have our very first guest, our one, our only owner, CEO, founder, uh, the guy that signs my paychecks, <laughs> Eric Gregg. Woohoo! Uh, hi, Eric. Uh- Hi, Bridget. I think we probably just gave all the uh, podcast listeners a sense as to how I got to be the guest. Uh, and it probably starts and ends with the uh, signs, the, 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 the paycheck. I mean, it's really the most, you know, popular one for me, for me. Uh, maybe everybody else has their own. But uh, look, it, I know you've been dying to get on this podcast. Uh, we have been anxiously awaiting to get a window of your very busy, busy time. Uh, so I'm so glad you're going to be here. Um, do you have anything that you would like to tell our listeners? No, I'm just uh, thrilled um, that my you know, constant asking about your guests and your policy about guests uh, <laughs> finally broke through um, to where I got the invitation. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the fact that you put it on my one-on-one every week, it was a subtle, a subtle hint, uh, but thankfully I really pick up on subtleties. So, uh, well, I'm excited to get together because we're going to be doing uh, a little bit different of a format where I'm just going to be asking you a bunch of questions. Um, Usually I like to pipe in with my own opinions. So let's be frank. I'll probably still do that. Um, But I'm going to be asking Eric, a bunch of questions all uh, related to the employee experience and how happy employees can lead to a happy and successful business. So let's get started. So Eric, we're going to start out a little broad today. So I would love to hear from you. How important is EX to business success? Yeah, I think it's critical. Uh, and, and, and there's a, a ton of research that supports that, um, regardless of the industry that you're in. We obviously do a lot of work within the accounting and the staffing, recruiting and insurance spaces, to name a few. Um, and, and the research really supports it there. But if you look even beyond that, at the end of the day, especially in service firms, uh, your brand is really carried you know, much more by your employees than it is by your logo or your website or everything along those lines. And so if if your employees are not able to be fully engaged, if your employees are not uh, understanding sort of how what they do fits into the broader purpose, if they don't feel supported, um, if they don't feel like they can bring their entire selves to work, uh, all of those things are going to create a headwind that the organization has to go through. And that's just looking at engagement. Um, you know, Bridget, you and I talk a lot about this, but like there's more people right now quitting in any given month in the last six months uh, than any month in the prior 20 years, right? So if mm-hmm. you take any one month in the last six months, that would be more people quitting in that month than any time in the last 20 years. And so uh, you have that retention piece, which of course is hugely disrupted both internally at the organization, but also impacts directly that client experience and the disruption in service that, that can only happen uh, when there's turnover there and, and really impacts the growth. And that's, what I think, what you know, certainly most of our clients are really looking to do is, is how do we continue to grow, outpace the, the industry, or how do we accelerate to be able to outpace the industry? 
Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned is just all the, the different research that, that we do. Uh, so I just want to remind our, our listeners that go to clearlyrated.com, check out our blog. There's so many interesting data points that Eric, I've heard you speak to on all sorts of webinars. You do a really wonderful job at it. Um, it's kind of fun sitting on a pile of data, what sort of learnings you get out of it. Um, with that knowledge, could you just even list like your, your top three kind of easy ways on how to enhance uh, EX within a, within a business? Yeah, I think that uh, right now um, we're seeing, you know, an acceleration into flexibility and an unwillingness to mm -hmm. give flexibility back, right? So, um, yeah, the coronavirus gave us um, a really a laboratory, right, to a business laboratory to understand what it's like to not work in the office all the time. And for a lot of employees, um, that was you know, one of the very few silver linings in the last couple of years. Um, and so they, they don't want to give that back. And so uh, you know, probably the biggest thing that I'm talking about with people right now is, is flexibility, flexibility, flexibility. Um, finding ways to give people flexibility over their hours, to give uh, people flexibility over their week, um, to allow them to be able to uh, really juggle work and home life in a more uh, sustainable fashion. And so uh, that, that's the first, yeah, the first thing that I want to point out for people. And, and the great thing is, is that a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast are, are going to be wanting to do a number of things, right? They're, they're trying to improve retention, their internal employees they are trying to grow their business and their firm, uh, but they're also trying to improve their diversity, equity, and inclusion. And one of the things that um, all the data, including ours, shows is that flexibility is popular with everybody. It's especially popular with Gen Y and younger. It's especially popular with females. And it's especially popular uh, with your uh, employees that identify as non-white. And so you can really enhance every aspect of your business if you can get creative a little bit about flexibility. Um, so that's the first piece. The second piece that uh, really stands out to me a lot is is training and career pathing. And, you know, this is something, Bridget, that uh, we, we did this body of research and we found out that, hey, most business owners and leaders are underemphasizing training and skills development and, and the career pathing that goes along with it. And we were in the same boat, right? We, we rolled out some enhanced training and development opportunities and really some, some plans and curriculum around that based on that research. And I think it's, it's one of the areas, especially if you have people that are, you know, earlier career, um, it's a really, really important thing, right? How are you giving them that story that tells them that they're actually making themselves more valuable with their uh, ability to, to add new skills and take on new responsibilities? Um, and so, you know, that's the, the second piece. And then the third piece that I would say is benefits. Um, how, when you look at the research, how Gen Y and younger view sort of the role of a business and sort of the benefits is, is radically different than, especially the baby boomers, but even the Gen Xers, um, where, you know, in, in sort of our generation, like what we see is that we expect kind of an organization to help us with health insurance and, you know, a few other things. And what we see with Gen Y and younger is it goes much deeper than that, right? It's, it's, you know, we're seeing a, a 
long overdue focus on mental health and, and supporting, you know, mental health and wellness uh, at the organization. Uh, a friend of mine, actually, this is really interesting. A friend of mine actually took a job um, with uh, one of the major airlines and she's a physician and she took a job and that job solely is to look at the overall well-being, look at all of the data that they have as an organization and to create policies for that airline to enhance the well-being of their employees. Like that position didn't even exist. It doesn't exist at, at most Fortune 500 companies, but they've created this position. And so I think a lot of people are starting now to understand that they need to relook at what it means to take care of an employee. Oh, that, <clears throat> woo, I like, as, as you talk about the impacts of <laughs> flexibility, and I'm still fighting a cold. That's amazing, right? Uh, I think one of the things that you pointed out about the whole training and onboarding, that whole career pathing piece, it is something that we have struggled with. And it's something that clearly rated for years would have a budget set aside for, for training. And without us actively pushing people to take training, it just wouldn't get utilized. And even though it was a benefit that we had available, it was a big learning lesson, even for us, that we we have these things. We're like, well, I don't know. People, you know, you got to take advantage of it. And people really don't prioritize that, even though it's a prior, priority for them, that it really takes a lot from, uh, from us as a leadership, management, any people manager out there to, to not just say, hey, this is available, but to really kind of put an expectation that you need to take some trainings you need to do to do that. Uh, so one, I got to give you a, a, a high five virtual high five here, Eric, for this last year by putting on like actual trainings for the whole company. So we can say we are, we are implementing that even as a, as a co- company of our size, um, it's really important. So I, you know, I just have to give my two cents and then cough a little bit too. So I can <laughs> make uh, Rachel who edits this go, oh, here we go. Bridget's either chewing ice or coughing. That's cool. Love it. Um, all right. So this is great. Um, so obviously we're big fans of surveying. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, so very how big. <laughs> very big. It's kind of a thing we are a little yeah. passionate about. Um, so how can surveying your employees help your EX? And what key metrics uh, do you believe, Eric, we should be looking out for? Yeah, I, I don't know how you really understand the employee experience or, um, or, or how you can impact it without surveying. Um, and, you know, obviously uh, we have a tool for that. We've invested um, and, and you know, it's probably our fastest growing product uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had it, we launched it in 2020, which was sort of an interesting uh, time to, to launch a new product, but actually it was pretty timely in terms of people really starting to maybe focus more effort on the employee retention side of things and employee well-being and, and engagement. And so um, it's been, you know, it's been a really popular piece. Uh, and, and I think that the, the key thing, you know, that you want to understand is you want to understand overall that what that employee experience is. And, and then you want to be able to segment that by some of the key areas. If you're you know, an organization of much size at all, a couple of ways that you, I know you're going to want to look at this is by tenure. Um, almost every organization that we look at and, and 
Bridget, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't true here as well, um, is that there's a, a trough that happens. Um, and it happens somewhere between 18 months and two years into the organization. Uh, and then it starts to, once you get somebody through maybe five years in the organization, um, you start to see that the scores pick up again. But there's sort of this trough from you know, two to five years, and it's a little bit different for everybody, but almost everybody has some aspect of this. Uh, where the engagement goes down and the satisfaction goes down um, and you're either not getting somebody's you know full effort anymore or they're starting to look elsewhere because they don't see that next opportunity for them uh, there and so understanding the score is important but understanding the segmentation is important too um, and, and I'm in favor of an employee engagement survey that tackles some areas of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, that's such an important concept. Uh, and I think it's really critical, but I actually think that in an ongoing basis, that is more impactful than just doing say a DEI survey. Um, and I'll just give you an example of why. So, you know, to, to me, uh, if you ask, you know, a typical DEI question, like um, I feel like I belong at this company, right? That's a pretty good DE&I question or, you know, um, the, the best people get promoted here regardless of, you know, race, ethnicity, gender, et cetera. Two great questions around diversity, equity, and inclusion. But if you ask that question, you get the results back and you say, gosh, yeah, 90% of people say that, yeah, the right people get, um, uh, get, get advancement opportunities regardless of, you know, race, gender, et cetera. Uh, that, that's great. I feel pretty good about that as an organization. But if you segment that and you find that, hey, that's actually 100% of your white employees say that, yes, that those people get the opportunities and, and you know, none of your black or Hispanic employees, for example, feel mm -hmm. that way. Well, that's important information, right? You're not going to get at that. So I, I think it's more important to ask about the overall experience and the things that we know matter overall at an organization and then to segment it down and make sure that you're creating that equity that that hopefully you're striving for and most of us are striving for in our organizations. Uh, yeah, that is incredibly powerful. Looking at those segments between tenure, between department, by those different demographic pieces, by taking a really short survey, getting a really high response rate. One of the things that we find out with the majority of our surveys, you're going to get over easily over a 50% response rate. Um, but our average right now is 68% like, on the It's like nearly employee. 70. It's yeah. incredible. Um, but, you know, you, you, you nailed that one. It's making sure you're, you're getting all of the feedback and then you're looking at it down by department, by demographic. You can be doing a lot of things right, uh, but you don't know what you're doing wrong or even what you're doing right until you start surveying. Your employees, how, how often would you recommend even surveying internal yeah. employees, Eric? I, I think one, one way or the other, you need to be getting feedback at least twice a year. Now, you don't necessarily have to be using the same, you know, you, you could be using us once a year, let's say, and participating in a best places to work survey mm -hmm. and, and buying the results for that, if that was important to you in your local market. Um, but I, I think, you know, I mean, just think of how much changes in 12 months and, and how, you know, how trying to stay on top of that, how, how challenging that is. Like, I certainly wouldn't want to try to run our organization without having a touch point at least every six months, a formal touch point at least every six months. 
Um, And, and I think that, you know, it's part of an overall listening strategy, right? And that means that, you know, your leaders are also surfacing up, you know, potential issues that they, that they hear about so that you're, you know, actively kind of engaging uh, in between surveys as well. Um, And, you know, so when, when we look at the survey, you know, survey is not the only way that you should be getting information. Um, There's, there's other aspects as well, but it, it, you know, it's a, a, key part to any type of formal listening strategy with uh, employees. I like the, the listening tour. That's a, it's a smart one to implement. Um, okay. As we wrap a bow on this, I love to tie together, you know, you've hit on a lot of things about how to engage those employees and measuring the employee experience, how that relates to the client experience. So just, as you put your final thoughts on this, explaining really how those two are so impactful to each other, um, just because I think there can be a little bit of a disconnect on how those two can relate. So if you, if you want to yeah. briefly, I like to really throw out briefly because nothing about you and I is brief. So <laughs> no, no, it's not, uh, it's not our uh, forte by any stretch. It's our um, charm. So it's our charm. It, that's right. Yeah. We, <laughs> we can take a minute worth of answer and turn it into a five minute uh, monologue on uh, uh, any real topic. Um, so, so employee and, and client experience and sort of the connection of these two, what's, what's interesting is that when most people draw this out, they draw, you know, the employee experience uh, directly impacts the client experience and the client ex- experience impacts, you know, financial performance of the firm. And that's a sort of logical but overly simplistic way to look at it, because what we find is that the client experience also impacts the employee experience. So, you know, this is a great, you know, example of uh, that adage that uh, geeks like me like to throw around a lot, which is uh, correlation is not causation. Right. And so, um, you know, the employee experience is critical to a positive client experience. Um, But the more that you have a positive client experience, that also is a better place to work for the employees. And you just think about Bridget, your team. And, you know, one of the things that they love and that they really, you know, keeps them engaged in this position is that they build relationships with clients that love working with us and love working with Mm -hmm. them. And so, you know, when they're sitting there Sunday night and, you know, catching up on uh, the latest HBO uh, shows and, and getting ready for Monday morning, they're not dreading, you know, the idea that they're going to come into an inbox full of pissed off customers. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if they were, then that would have consequences for us, right? We would have higher turnover because that's a big part of their job. And so that engagement uh, at that level is really critical too. So I, I would just tell people, look, that the way you really want to think about this is that, you know, the experience client, uh, employee, and, you know, we're not even really talking about the user experience, but sort of the digital aspect of that. And none of those can stand tall while the other ones are underinvested. And so you, you're just not going to sustainably create a truly consistently remarkable client experience if your employee experience is garbage or vice versa, uh, it, you know, if your if your you know client experience is garbage, it's going to impact your employees and their willingness to stay and the pride that they have in, in the work that they're doing and things along those lines. So you have to really commit to you know striving for excellence across all three of those. Oh, that's great! Uh, pride, 
I mean, well, I am proud uh, to work here and have you on the podcast. Uh, Eric, seriously, thank you so much for joining us and providing us all of this great information. Um, if you have further questions about EX or topic suggestions, please email survey says at clearlyrated.com. All right. So Eric, this is a fun thing that we get to do, but each, uh, each time we record one of these, we like to do a little bit of a shout out. So I want to give you the honor of shouting somebody out today. So who's your shout out, Eric? Yeah, so I'm actually going to give uh, a shout out to an individual who has an enormous impact on the client experience who um, I think is somebody that, that actually also uh, directly impacts sort of cross-team uh, morale internally here. Um, and it's not somebody that we always think of as being directly impacting the client experience, but um, that would be Lauren Otto, who works on our uh, our product team. Uh, Lauren does a phenomenal job, both internally of sort of helping us all, you know, who aren't on that product team gain visibility into sort of why some of those decisions are being made and, um, you know, who's working on what and, and giving uh, them the recognition internally. Um, she also works on our client communities and ha ha helped us roll out a number of, of the you know, really fantastic product enhancements that we've had over the last 12 months. So I'm going to shout out Lauren um, and, uh, and she's done a phenomenal job and continues to do a phenomenal job. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, it's hard, hard not to want to celebrate Lauren, I mean, she's got a great career path story coming in to Clearly Rated, started working at like our front desk position. She quickly got swooped up by me, <laughs> and then uh, realized she's got even more to share on other teams and getting her into product. Like that is, that is a fun thing about crew pathing. Uh, totally agree. Lauren, kudos, big, big, big fan. I feel like well, you wanted to say something else there, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that I think, you know, what you're saying is also um, something that we all strive for, right, which is you, you find somebody that's got uh, a phenomenal amount of um, talent and is you know, willing to work hard for something. And, and, you know, you hope that you can find those next challenges for them as they go through there. And um, she's just a really you know, good case of, um, you know, earning you know, every promotion that she's gotten along the way. And, you know, I'll give kudos to you and to, to Nathan um, for really, you know, helping to, to find that path for her as well and create that, that opportunity for her, recognizing the skill that she brought to the table. <laughs> well, you know, when you've got really smart individuals, it's easy to throw gasoline on those careers. So pretty fun. Good one. So true. Awesome. Well, thank you, Eric. Uh, thank you to our wonderful listeners for tuning in each week. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel or follow us on social media. Again, if you have any topic suggestions for the future episodes or other topics you want Eric to speak on, he's hungry to come back. And I know we'll have your friendly voice on here again. Uh, wait, man. wait, there's some chance that I'm not coming back. Is that, uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that was an option. I thought I was a regular. Save that for our next one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, so email yeah, we'll us at survey says at clearlyrated.com. That's a wrap. Uh, survey says, thank you for joining, Eric Gregg. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.